0: What's up, you sweet shakers of salt? It is Brian McWilliams, and this is Mean Age Daydream. Thank you for joining me. Uh, you might be able to hear my voice. I'm a little under the weather, sadly, tragically. The allergies from last week were not allergies. It was, in fact, my daughter giving me a cold, which has carried over the uh, <laughs> the Easter weekend. And as you can tell, I'm uh, I, my voice is fucked up. I got phlegm in my throat, and this is going to be a very short episode probably a little ramble, ramble. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's good, though. It's good to give the people a little bit less, you know, so that way they appreciate when you give them more. So that's what you're getting today. You're getting less. But before I give you so much less, much as my wife asked before every time we have sex, a little less, a little less, because, you know, need I say more? But (laughs) let me tell you guys, uh, about our sponsor for today, Paloma Verde CBD. That is Paloma, P A L O M A V E R D E CBD.com. Palomaverde CBD.com. Fine manufacturers, creators, libertarian creators, and uh, purveyors of CBD products your tinctures, your salves, your rubs, your gummies. I know the gummies are very popular. Uh, You're sitting around on the couch, want a little relaxation, let your body heal, pop some gumbos. So, anyway, great couple runs this company, Libertarian, and you can get 20% off by using promo code ROAR at that checkout. $75 or more, you get free shipping. So, make sure to check them out, support Libertarian Business while you support our show, and everybody can get some good CBD. Once again, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. And, of course, guys, join the Patreon. I know right now, John Odermatt is interviewing uh, John Ziegler. And John Ziegler is awesome. He's been one of the uh, outspoken voices about the whole Joe Paterno-Penn State scandal. Of course, you know all the lines of liberty. We went to Penn State. So we have a vested interest. But you will find out just was wrong with a brand new ESPN special called The Legacy of Joe Paterno or Paterno's Legacy or something like that that just aired. And John Zeke is going to tell you exactly how full of shit it is, because there's a lot in there that is blatantly inaccurate. John's been good about talking with him and documenting how many inaccuracies, how many false statements, you know, false witnesses, things that just don't add up with the entire Jerry Sandusky scandal. And uh, he's going to be talking to him. So you can be watching that live, you lucky dogs. Also... I'm going to uh, have Dave Rubin on next week's podcast. I'm going to let that out a little early for our patrons as well. So if you want to get the uh, my interview with Dave Rubin about his book, about his impending fatherhood, we get into a lot of those issues and, and some of the interesting feedback he's gotten, well, make sure to subscribe. Patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or Lions of Liberty.locals.com. And uh, not only that, but of course we do our Conspiracy Corners. Monthly Libertarians in Living Rooms drinking liquor. I am working on a brand new Do Nothing Man and uh, my good morning fuckhead rant. So don't miss out. All right, getting into it. I'll tell you guys, I had a long weekend of of drinking. That's what did not help me with this entire situation I've got going on here. Yeah, it doesn't really help when you're feeling a little sick because Friday, right? I was watching TV with my wife and I'm like, man, we tried to watch the new Spider-Man movie. I was going to give my reaction to that, even though it's been out for a while. And I'm just like, God, I can't keep my eyes open, babe. I'm I'm fading fast. So I go to the bedroom. Of course, I got the chills and the fever and I was lying in bed, shivering my shit off. And then the next morning, I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel great, but I feel okay. You know, I got a birthday party to go to later that night at the Moose Lodge. I joined. I'm a proud moose, $50 a year. Can't beat that. So I'm a moose. I go I'm drinking there. Sunday rolls around. I got full shampoo effect on because I get pretty goddamn drunk at this moose lodge. Just go out Easter morning. I'm drinking vodka with OJ, with champagne, eating bagels, talking to other adults about how we, you know, faked our COVID tests for our children to go back to daycare because no, only a psychopath is going to be jamming a rod of a two-year-old's nose when we don't want them to be uh, called out sick. We need these kids to go to school so we can work. So everybody like had their neighbor take their test. Their dog takes the test. No one's giving it to their kid, except this one idiot family. So anyway, it was rough. I spent yesterday lying in bed eating uh, Easter candy, those little mini Cadbury eggs. And pathetic waste of a human being, pure gutter trash, right? I'm lying in bed just popping these little Cadbury mini eggs like I'm Pac-Man, just ump, 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 just getting fatter by the second. So, you know, I'll be joining you guys. My summer bod is almost ready. We'll have a bikini contest, see whose tits are bigger. Not only that, but I'm also, <laughs> so I'm eating these these Cadbury candies, right? And then I go to go to sleep. And even though I'm, a, I'm like I'm like 6'3", right? I'm, I'm tall, I'm fit guy. And I still have to use a like, CPAP machine, right? Like the back of my neck. That shit gets in the way, so I can use a CPAP. But what they don't tell you, and I feel bad for my poor wife who has to lie next to me. Like I got the CPAP, I'm like, oh, it will sleep better. Yet I'm snoring, you know, every night I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> you know, waking her up. So I get it. And they don't tell you this, but I guess there's something that can happen. And I got to figure out what to do with this now is that the last couple of nights, I'm just getting waterboarded with air. And that's the idea, right? It forces air to keep the back of your throat open. So you don't snore and you don't like suffocate yourself. But what's happening is it's just going straight down my gullet. It's it's like bypassing my lungs and going into my guts. So all I'm doing all night now is is half snoring, right? Because it's, it's like not doing the right thing. I'm, I, you know, I'm like going in and snoring, but I got all this air in my guts and, and in my digestive tract. So <laughs> i was lying there all night, you know, and I'm like and just like burping in like these disgusting, loud belches because I it's it air's in me, and it's not just belches. So it's just coming out of both ends here. Anyway, I'll let you know how the divorce goes. All right. Anyway, that was it. Let's get into uh, (coughs) God Goddamn. Sucks, guys. I hate having to do shows like this, but I don't want to miss the week. So it's either that or uh, or skip the episode. All right. So basically, uh, I wanted to talk about a couple different things this episode, uh, in addition to all that crap that I just said. And the top of the thing, right, is that there's a Washington Post writer, I guess you read the Washington Post now, and god damn, so it's going to be a short episode. Her name's Taylor Lorenz, right? And Taylor Lorenz had famously written for the New York Times before, and she got an unbelievably huge amount of feedback because she was basically, she's a leftist troll writer, right? And, you know, as most of these journalists are, super liberal super left, can't do enough to attack the right, the new right, the alt-right, the Trumpers. Basically, anybody that falls right of AOC is on her target list. And and she almost exclusively writes about this kind of bullshit. You know, a real contributor to society, this check. So, she had gone after and tried to basically expose people just as she's doing with this new libs of TikTok article. She was going on clubhouse and calling people racist and outing people on clubhouse uh, as you know, uh, being involved in these various conversations and voicing blah, 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 about race, about race and critical theory, right? In these private groups, she weaseled her way in and then basically tried to fuck people by using these attack pieces, these hit pieces in journalists, basically scummy, scummy journalism. Now, she got huge feedback, right, out at the New York Times. I don't know if she quit or got fired. But she'd also been subjected to online harassment, as everyone on the Internet is. As anybody who's been even on the Internet for a second, you're you're constantly exposed to harassment online because people are assholes on the Internet. Everybody knows that. And honestly, my opinion on that is if you can't handle being on the Internet and getting harassed, well, you probably shouldn't be on the Internet, Right. Don't have an account. You don't need an account as a journalist, by the way. You have an email, you have a phone, you work for the New York Times, you work for the Washington Post. People know how to get in touch with you. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to get some email spam, but when she's talking like on Twitter predominantly, and I agree. You shouldn't be talking about people on Twitter. I guess some of these people in response to some of her writing in the past had, well, in, in this one thing, she did this whole big thing on MSNBC where she's out there weeping openly, you know, this chick that's in her forties about people calling her mean names online, but they said they would mention her family right in the tweets. That is crossing a line. I agree. And if somebody goes and says, and hey, I'm going to go after your family, report them to the cops. I don't have a problem with that. Report that account to the cops and let them handle it. But I find it very funny that Taylor Lorenz, who was just on this weep-filled MSNBC special talking about how she was a victim of online harassment, has now written a brand new attack piece about Libs of TikTok. Now, if you don't know what Libs of TikTok is, Libs of TikTok is a funny account which was created solely to take videos of liberals acting like huge assholes, Karens, crybabies, freaking out, screaming at people like Jigglypuff, you know, with the pink hair about gender theory and, uh, you know, whatever it might be. You pick it, it's been on there, right? And it's a very funny account. But the point is, it's not an account that's going after people um spreading falsities right let's say it's not something where you're going to find uh doxing it's not going to be something filled with conspiracy theories it's not going to be something where they're you know just spreading you know creative slander or quote-unquote russian disinformation it is literally video taken of people online now this could be news even news pieces but typically it's found footage from the internet that's submitted to these people. And this is, of course, on TikTok, right? Libs of TikTok. This woman, Taylor Lorenz, feels that this is such a great evil. And she says, this is the title of the story. Meet the woman behind Libs of TikTok, secretly fueling the rights outrage machine. Secretly, number one, it's not a fucking secret. If you know about it, Washington Post 45-year-old crybaby, if you know about it, it's not a secret. It's a very well-known, you know, social media site or social media account that people go to for a laugh and to say, look how batshit the people are. Now, to prove the point that Libs of TikTok's making, Taylor Lorenz of The Washington Post have a freak out about it and have to write this hit piece where they find out, they weasel out who the person running this account is. Now, the person running this account, by the way, is... Someone who's gone out of the way to make sure that she has not been exposed. And I'm not even going to say her name here because I don't feel like I don't, I don't want to dox her. It's out there. You can find it you're on your own. I'm not going to say her name publicly. I don't see, I don't feel a reason. But she runs the account. She even goes on Tucker Carlson anonymously, right? But apparently she's from Brooklyn. So she's in the bubble, right? Exposed to this lunacy daily, which is probably why she decided to push back. And she's a real estate developer. <coughs> okay. But it was so vastly important to the Washington Post and this woman to go in, find out who's running the account, because to them, having content that showcases just how funny, just how insane and stupid the progressive left acts in response to things like gender, things like race, things like masking, right? And of course, I'll talk about the law of the mask mandates in a minute. To like masking, that's too far. And we know the left has lost any and all sense of humor. Right there's no sense of humor that's left on the left. It's been left behind, if I may say, left a third time in one one paragraph. So they have nothing left four times except to remove any and all content that is humorous and violates their policies on humor moderation. When we talk about Twitter, you talk about content moderation or Facebook content moderation. You talk about anything content moderation, right? The left is pushing to cancel, to remove, to silence any voices because they know how potent comedy is. Right? They know, and they know that they've lost. I guess I'm leaning on this desk, it's shaking my camera. They know that they've lost the comedic edge. The Daily Show is the least funny show on television. All of these comedians that were formerly hilarious, and I've talked to this the last couple of interviews I did with, you know, with Ryan Long and and with uh <laughs> Robbie the Fire, which by the way, To remind you guys, check the show notes. Robbie the Fire is going to be coming to California, and he's coming to my house where we're going to be doing some comedy. I'm going to do about 10, 15 minutes. He's going to do some uh, his comedy set. We might have a couple other comedic guests coming and joining us, and then we're going to do a live podcast. So make sure to come on to that. It's the Porch Porch Tour, and that'll be on May 21st. So check the show notes for the link. Buy yourself a ticket. We're going to have an awesome time. Anyway, I talked to Robbie about this, but... You have all these people that are just, they were so funny. They were geniuses in the genre. And then they got woke and they stopped being funny. And they turned from people that were pushing the boundaries of comedy to people that wanted to hold back the boundary pushers. People that wanted to cancel anybody that even dared to do as much as they did, right? Their specific comedy. Sarah Silverman is the perfect example of this. Sarah Silverman, who was as vulgar as they come, did blackface, did race jokes, did rape jokes, all of it. She now is the number one cheerleader for canceling people, for saying who and who can't do comedy, can't say what. This is another extension of that because what is most feared by the left is they'll be exposed as these lunatics that don't have a sense of humor, number one, and that don't have a sense of reality, number two. And the irony is that you do have to have a solid grasp on reality to do comedy. Right. It's kind of a it's an ironic thing because you think of comedy, you think of creativity, you think of the ways in which you put together these thoughts. Right. Like when I'm writing a joke, you have to know exactly the reality you're trying to describe and the way in which most people interact with that reality to describe a scenario that people can identify with and then you're able to flip that on its head. And that's what makes the comedy funny, right? That's, the, that's the, the trick of writing the joke. To make it come from somewhere where you don't see the joke coming is you sell the current reality that people identify with and then you give them the alternate version of that reality they might not know about or a variation on that reality that they have to acknowledge but may have been ignoring before, right? That's good comedy and that's how you do it. The left has decided Well, actually, probably not conscious decision. The left has lost the grasp on what reality is. Libs of TikTok shines a very bright mirror in their faces showing you guys have lost the thread here, right? And you look like hilarious clowns doing it, right? The left cannot stand it. Having lost that grasp on reality is why you see no more funny comedy from the left, because they do not know how to package reality to have a funny take on reality anymore. Their take on reality that they think is funny is simply pointing to the right and going, "Ah -ha 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 ha. because the reality that they exhibit or they are inhabiting to them, that that is the comedy, right? It just doesn't work for anybody else. And in fact, it doesn't even work for them. Because the ratings tell you all you need to know about that. Hopefully that made sense. So, again, this lives of TikTok thing comes out. They have to take this site down. It's too potent. It's too powerful a weapon for the right. The extra hypocrisy, though, that's involved in this, right, is that Taylor Lorenz, who had cried about being attacked and being harassed, has now multiple times gone out of her way to dox people, to find people, to tell people in the world where they can find what the name of this person is, what they do for a living. Somebody that is intentionally kept themselves anonymous and you know, I don't. I don't know how much money she's making off this account, uh, for TikTok. I don't exactly know how much you can make off TikTok unless you're doing product placements. And I don't remember going on libs of TikTok any product placements. It's more or less just a sharing site. I don't think they're mixing ads in, or maybe they get some ad revenue on a kickback side of things. But she's gone out of her way to basically ruin this person's life. We saw what happened with Tucker Carlson <coughs> with Antifa, where they were literally outside of his house, threatening his family, doing damage to his property, banging on his door, spray painting his house while his wife was at home with their kids, you know, locked in a closet, holding a gun. That's harassment. And remember, Taylor Lorenz is crying about online people calling her a cunt. What do you think? the Antifas of the world? What do you think the maniacs that are are showcased on libs of TikTok so predominantly as crazy as they are? And I will say this again, factually, the left is more violent than the right. Period. I've gotten into arguments with this and I've never found a way for anybody to... Well, I can't say found it. I've never been beaten in the argument because... I have found the left to be so much more emotionally charged that it's a very quick switch to flip for them to go. And something that's in no physical danger to themselves, right? No one's coming at them personally. That's the biggest thing. Progressives get so upset about causes that are not directly related to them, like the Antifas, like these BLM rioters, and, you know, they tend to be predominantly white people going out, you know, these fairly well-off white kids, that are all angry going to these super liberal schools, that's your antifas. You know, white guys with dreads are your antifas. But these people (laughs) are prone to violence, prone to destructive acts, and they don't have boundaries when it comes to this. They want to get you fired. They will find out where you work and harass your employer. They will try to get you uh, ostracized from your family. They will put your address, your phone numbers, everything online where people can find them. They have no problem threatening your family. Taylor, I agree with you, Taylor, that going and bringing someone's family into it, bringing somebody's, you know, husbands or children or whatever it might be into it, bringing their grandparents into it, that's fucked. Nobody should do that. But do you really think the psychopaths on your side are going to be any better than the psychopaths on their side? And yet you have no qualms in exposing somebody for sharing videos that were already on the internet. I mean, that's a wow. That's a, to have it come out in such short succession too, right? Mere weeks after she was just weeping crocodile tears on MSNBC, say it's, you know, bravo, bra fucking vo. So anyway, they had to take us out. You know, in this article, they talk about how it shapes public policy and all this other stuff. And, you know, it fuels the rage. Yeah, well, don't worry. You can take it out. I can guarantee you the concept isn't that unique. Somebody else will make libs of TikTok too or take over the account. If this chick is, you know, if she's smart, she'll just sell it to somebody. There you go. I'll sell it to Tucker Carlson. I'll sell it to the Daily Wire. I'll sell it to, you know, whatever it might be. And they can run it. I'm out. All right. Next thing I want to talk about. Speaking of MSNBC, this is very, very funny. And we can all hope that every reporter at MSNBC follows suit. But an MSNBC reporter named Malcolm Nance, I don't know, never heard of him in my life because I don't watch MSNBC. But he has posted now publicly. And we'll see. We'll see if this turns out to be a Brian Williams type of scenario. Well, I was getting shot out on the ground. Or Hillary Clinton getting sniper bullets whizzing past her head, getting out of the helicopter. We'll see if this actually is truthful. Well, this guy, Malcolm Nance, who was, I guess, embedded reporting on Ukraine for MSNBC, and he's a former vet, uh, Navy linguist. So I guess, I don't know, sitting on the Navy boats. <laughs> Being a linguist, doing linguistics, I don't know. I don't know. I guess he's got some training, right? But he now has enlisted in the Ukrainian fight because he said he had to do something. And he posted a picture of him, which kind of reminds me of those pictures that people post where they're like, I look cute. You know, it's like they pretend to take a picture of themselves sleeping. You know, mm, I look cute in this picture. So it's him all dolled up in in his uh, fight and attire. And has a U.S. flag sticker on his chest, which is odd to me because it just seems strange that the Ukrainian army would give him a United States flag, you know, not sticker, what do they call them, Uh, not decal, emblem. Um, It's like the arm patch, whatever they call those things. But it's Velcro and it sticks on the front, I say, what country you're from. Do they just have them printed up that they're giving out to people like, all right, you're from the United States, we'll put this. Why? What's the point? Wouldn't you just put Ukraine on there or nothing? So I don't know. That just seemed kind of fake to me. But it's got him sitting in, I don't know, some transport holding a gun in full military regalia, you know, helmet and flak jacket and the fatigues and everything else asleep. And, uh, you know, look cute. It felt like posting. But I just thought it was hilarious. And, yeah, I encourage all journalists. Yeah, I said it before, man, if you want to go fight for Ukraine, go for it. That's libertarian thing. If if they're open to you helping them and you believe in the cause that much, go for it. You know, I was just on Kelly Patrick's show, uh, which I rec- recommend you guys check out. Uh, good guy, uh, Kelly Patrick's show. He is uh, based out of Kentucky and you know does a lot of stuff on MMA, but also is uh, is getting a lot more into libertarianism. So I was on his show talking about a variety of topics, but uh, we did get into a question from a listener about. World War II and you know the libertarian philosophy, and would we get in there and fight? And I, you know, I won't bore you guys with all the details. You can go listen to the show. But uh, you know, again, the answer: if you want to voluntarily go and do it, if there's no imminent danger to me, then no, I'm not going to morally force a country and draft their their youth and their uh, their uh, you know of age men, able bodied workforce to go and forcibly. Go put them in a battlefield if there's no even a danger to me, uh, which I don't believe there was from World War II. But in regards to Ukraine, same thing. If you want to volunteer, go go for it, man. That's on you. As I said, go do it. If you believe in it, go do it. You can do it, put it back, and do it. So uh, I guess good for you, Malcolm. I'm not going to say I'm rooting for you to get shot. I'm not going to say I'm not rooting for you to get shot. Just you know, good luck out there, buddy. And uh, I really encourage every journalist out there to follow suit because uh, – Maybe I'll give you guys a little perspective on all the wars you talk us into if you actually get your asses out there on the ground. All right. Last thing, and then I'm gonna wrap this up mercifully mercifully for me. But don't worry, next week with Dave Rubin, I'll have a nice, robust episode for you there that'll come out. So you don't worry, you'll get your fill. But (coughs) they just announced the mass mandates were shut down. (coughs) Of course, this is come at the same time that Elon Musk has been uh, talking about taking over Twitter, a hilarious meltdown from left again. Where you see people like Robert Reich and you see Max Boot's of the world calling for more censorship in 19 it's straight out of 1984, you know. Uh war is peace, weakness is strength, and you know, lies are truth and of course more censorship is freedom of speech. So, naturally, we have to have more content moderation to assure free speech. And Elon Musk saying that he's just going to try to push through free speech is, is far too much. Now, I don't want to say too much about this specific topic because everybody's already talked about it at length. But <coughs> but I do find it hilarious that this story did eclipse everything, right? Eclipsed Ukraine, eclipsed supply chain issues, eclipsed everything. And now, oh my God, this because the billionaire wants to buy... A social media platform now i know twitter is a public square right a lot of conversation goes on there but that's why it should be so vitally important to make sure that the algorithms are not designed one way or the other that we do have free speech that people aren't getting kicked off because they dared to report on a 100 accurate story about a president's son and had a news organization banned from commenting or that you dared to question whether or not COVID came from a lab or even whether or not the vaccines were that effective, that would get you banned from there. So clearly very important issues of public health, public policy that Twitter has worked hand in hand with the U S government on to censor to moderate content, <coughs> et cetera. So you can see why the powers that be, especially when you get into here with legacy media and obviously social media is a threat to legacy media and they're controlling of the narrative. So. There's a lot to be said for those people also weighing in. And a lot of the people that are weighing in on Elon Musk coming in with Twitter, of course, are legacy media <coughs> because now Twitter's working to control the narrative with the left. <coughs> I'm really, really starting to hurt here, guys. <coughs> God damn it. All right. Fuck it. Skipping it forward to the mask mandate. I love it. The mask mandate has been dropped federally for these planes, trains, and automobiles. And I was just laughing to myself because I saw some posts. All right, a check there was like a, a guy a, a pilot on one of these airplanes, I think it was United flight. And United's CEO had been out there and I give him a lot of credit. He was like this shit's bonkers, right? He said it straight. He's like this is bonkers. We should not have any mass mandates. It's completely safe, you know, get rid of it. This is horseshit. So he was one of the first, United was one of the first to say, great news, no more mandates, wear them if you want, but we're not going to be doing any of this anymore. So <laughs> one of these pilots mid-flight said, hey, guys, we just got word from the ground, no more mask mandates. And the plane goes, yay, and they all take off their, their masks because they're horrible and they're pointless and they don't do anything, especially with all the studies done in the filtration in airplanes. Mm-hmm. One of the safest places you can pick. So naturally, some Karen, some leftist Karen, posts on and She goes, I just can't believe that people are, are celebrating this. To imagine the risk assessment that some people have to have these masks taken off mid-flight gives me, it's just shocking to see and horrible. And look, I get your point, Karen, because, you know, risk assessment is everything in life. As I said, the, the core to freedom is risk assessment, but your risk assessment should not be able to supersede my freedom and my risk assessment, right? That's why we are all individuals. That's why individual rights is so vitally important. And I'm sorry, as we said, we know that there is virtually zero transmission on airplanes, right? Because of said filtration without masks on, it just sucks it up, cleans it out, right? That's virtually nothing. So your risk assessment is still fine. But I was just laughing to myself because i looking at this, you know, this chick post, all these people celebrating this girl going, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I'm just thinking to myself, this is like, this is like a reverse 9-11. Right? <laughs> 9-11, the terrorists took over the plane and they crashed the planes. terrible, terrible circumstance. But in this way, the captain comes on instead of the captain coming goes, guy, I have terrible news. The terrorists have taken over the plane. The captain comes on and he goes, I have great news. The terrorists have lost control of the plane. The terrorists are no longer controlling what you have to put on your fucking face for five hours. Yes! And that is what I'll leave you with. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on Mean Age Daydream. And, uh, oh, God, don't forget to listen to the other shows here on the Lions of Liberty Network or, of course, the solo feed. Guys, I'd really love it, by the way. If you could go to the solo feed for Mean Age Daydream and leave me a five star review, type a little uh, a little write up there. That would really help me immensely. Also, (coughs) please make sure to listen to The Boring Podcast, our comedy show, which is every Wednesday we go live. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Twitter. You watch it on Facebook. But one of the funniest shows you're ever going to hear. So check that out as well. Hopefully my uh, my cough will be a little bit better by tomorrow. But B-O-H-R-I-N-G podcast. All comedy, some politics, but all good times. And uh, yeah, listen to Mark Clear on Mondays. Listen to John Odermat on Thursdays with Finding Freedom. And otherwise, guys, keep those electric eyes on me, babe. And keep that ray gun to my head. Oh, i talk to you.